Welcome to the Business Life Enjoy podcast, where we believe that both your business and your life can be filled with joy. If you want to grow an online business without fear, self-doubt, or the need to take on a hustle around the clock mindset, you are in the right place at the right time. I'm your host, Shante Grant, creative entrepreneur, teacher, two-time online business owner, mom, wife, and friend. Thank you for being present with me for today's episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast. I am really excited. I feel like I say that every week. Do I? I have to go back and listen. But I mean, I'm excited about the things that I have to share with you every single week. And today is one of those days where I actually have someone here who I want to share her story with you, as well as her experiences, her wisdom, and some of her tips. Um, and so today I am talking with Brittany Allen of Pinch of Help, and you guys are going to love her. Um, so today we're going to talk, um, Brittany and I, about how to help your spouse show support for your business. And really, the reason why I asked Brittany to be on the podcast, one, because she exemplifies business life and joy, as does every woman who I've asked to be on the podcast Um Two, one of the things I discovered in our conversation is that so much of her story in her business and what her business does, which I'm going to let her tell you what that is, you can relate so much of what she does in her business to just business in general. It's a great analogy. So you're going to hear us talking about that. But I really wanted Brittany to come on and talk to us about how do you get your spouse on board to support your dreams, your business, especially early on when you're getting started and you may not have a great deal to show for it. And you may not even have the clarity to explain exactly what you're doing or what you plan to do or how you're going to do it. How do you communicate that or how do you work alongside um, your spouse to make sure that they are a support to you and your business. And she's going to talk to us about that from her perspective um, and share something that recently happened with her spouse as it relates to her business. So I've had so many people ask me before, can you do a podcast episode talking about like getting your spouse on board? And I thought Brittany was a great person to come in and talk about this topic. So you're going to enjoy this episode so very much. So before we get to that conversation, I just want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by my daily planning notepad. Did you even know that I created a da daily planning notepad? Now what it does is it helps you get the very most out of your day without inviting busy to the party. So this notepad Notepad helps you map out your day focusing on what matters most and it encourages you to plan the night before. And at the very top, there's a designated spot to write out your rise time, your daily affirmation, your morning routine, what you're going to do for your mental, emotional and physical health. Like this notepad will truly set you up for daily success and focusing on what matters most first. Then when it gets down to the work, the daily planning notepad helps you hone in and focus on the one thing you will have completed by the end of the day and then gives you the room to give yourself detailed, concrete tasks all in one sheet so you don't have to spend your days bouncing between sticky note, notebook, notebooks, notepads, and the like, right? It's just one notepad that comes with 33 pages to last you an entire month. And you can also purchase a quarter bundle, um, which comes in a set of three and save even more. And did I mention that they make the perfect gift for all the women that you know? That's right. You don't have to be a business owner to own my daily notepads. Business owner or not, everyone needs to get their daily lives snatched. And this is the product that does it for you. And did I also mention that it ships free within two business days? So take that, Amazon. <laughs> you can get your daily planning notepad with free two-day shipping at shantegrant.com forward slash daily plan. That's shantegrant.com forward slash daily plan, which is also linked in today's show notes at shantegrant.com forward slash 120. So don't forget shantegrant.com forward slash daily plan to get your daily notepad. Your journey to unbusy just got way easier for less than the cost of lunch plus tip. All right, now let's get to my conversation with Brittany. Welcome, Brittany, to the Business Life Enjoy podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. Um, can you please introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do, and whatever else you want to tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Thank you so much, Shantae, for having me on. I love your podcast. I love hearing all the different stories from the different women. And it's just a joy for me to be on today. So my name is Brittany Allen, and I am the CEO and owner of um, Pinch of Help Professional Home Organizers. And so what we do is we come into your home and we pretty much Marie Kondo the home edit it from start to finish. Those are the two most popular um, companies. And we really get in there and we help you declutter. We really help you to figure out, and I think your um, audience would appreciate this, but figure out how to live a life within your home that is one that is reflective of joy. And a lot of times, you know, people's homes really weigh them down. Um, the clutter, the, you know, just coming into their homes is all, often a weight on their shoulders and a weight that can be felt. Um, and so it is our pleasure to come in and really help to relieve that and implement systems. So um, we say that we specialize in creating environments that our customers love living in. And we do that by um, organizing and designing functional systems that look great and are easily maintained. Oh, I love that. And I love watching you do that. I love watching the, well, the befores give me heart palpitations. But the <laughs> <Right>. afters, <laughs> the afters like are that. so good. Um, and I also love when you do a home that they haven't even moved in yet, because just the thought of someone who's moved several times in her life, the thought of just walking into my new house and someone's already organized my pantry, put my clothes in the drawers and in the closet, like that. I've already said, if I ever move again, that's what I need in my life. It is such, you're right. And it, it does, when when I come in the house and it's clean, when I come in our front door and our playroom is right to the right of our front door and our dining room's on the left. And sometimes the dining room is where like the strollers are. But when I come in and it's clean, you just feel completely different than when you walk in and there's stuff on the stairs and toys everywhere. So it really does make a difference in our lives, like how, we, what we do in our homes. So what you do, like when you said that, I was like, that's spot on. Um, so how did you get into that? Like, did you go to school to study? study? I don't even know what you study with that, but like, I don't even know design. Right. How did you get started with Pinch of Help? No, nothing related whatsoever. So my training is in biology. <laughs> and so it's, I couldn't be further from, you know, what I went to school for. I've actually got a bachelor and a master's degree in the sciences. And clearly that is not what I'm doing at the present moment. Um, but the way that I got into this um, was really for this side of the business, it started, my husband and I were on vacation and um, it was just the two of us, you know, so the kids were back at home with grandparents. And I remember on the way home, him saying, oh, here she comes. And I'm like, who? He's like, here comes non-vacation Brittany. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, who's non-vacation Brittany? He's like, you're just so different when you're on vacation versus when you're at home. And I think at that time I was um, beginning to blog. You know, that was the popular thing then. Um, Instagram may have been around, although I was not on it. I don't think, maybe I was personally, but not professionally. And um you know, so I was just trying to figure out a blog and maybe even how to monetize that, um, talking about a different topic. And um, but for the most part, I was a stay at home a housewife, really, because my kids were in school at that time um, in elementary school. So, um, you know, on that plane ride, I really started thinking of what the difference is, because you know, I felt it too. Um, I would not have put a name to it, but him saying like non-vacation, Brittany, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, like I don't want to label, you know, on me about, you know, a difference in my personality that I have not recognized myself. And so um, I just started thinking and I realized that one of the major differences was that on vacation, I felt light and free. And it wasn't just about not being on mom duty um, and not the rigor of, you know, not only the rigor of the day-to-day -day life, but it was a lot about our environment. Because on the plane ride home, I started like making my to-do list of the things that I needed to do. So I was trying to think of, okay, how do we leave the house? Okay, I think we left in a hurry, you know, and so I'm sure, and then with the grandparents there, I'm sure there's things that I need to tend to. I need to probably get some laundry done. I need to, you know, all of these things. And immediately I felt that pressure and that weight again. And um, that's what he recognized almost. And I wasn't even talking to him. I probably had earphones in and, you know, I was writing my list and he can just like sense it to, you know, sense the change. Um, 
And so that really got me thinking um, about how I could change my life. And so I picked up the life-changing magic of tidying up um, and determined, and I was determined at that point to change my environment, do whatever I could to bring a little bit more of vacation, Brittany, <laughs> to the to my everyday <laughs> life. And so I really started with my own home. I was not seeking to do any of this for anyone else at the time. I just really needed, you know, to find some freedom myself. Um, because contrary to what people think, and whenever I get DMs, people are always like, oh, you know, I just wasn't born that way. Or I just, you know, I just don't have it naturally in me. And I have to tell you that I do have some type A personality traits, but when it comes to my environment, I do not, <laughs> um, not naturally. It was definitely learned by me. My home, my husband was actually the one that did a better job of cleaning than I did. Um, it would just always take me forever. And I never felt like I had accomplished the job from like start to finish. Like I didn't feel like I had the relief. I didn't feel like it was a job well done um, in my home. So read that and took a lot of that. Um, and that really helped with the decluttering part. Um, and that's what even when people DM me today and ask me about that, that is a book I always recommend, um, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. But what it didn't do was it didn't really help me figure out how to get the aesthetics that I like. And so that's where that part really started to come naturally for me. I was on Pinterest at the time, you know, so I just put in a few things, a few searches, and um, that part really did come naturally. I, have n I do not belong to any special organizations for organizers or anything like that. Um, I just really have a knack for it, and I have a knack for what works in in a space. Um, so yes, that's in a nutshell how I got started with this particular side. And then the, oh, the way that it became a business for me was a friend of mine, um, we were talking about it and she was like, She's a she's an attorney, as you used to be. And, you know, she's like, this all is great, but I don't have the time. Like, I wish you could just come and help me. And, um, you know, so we would talk about it. I give her some tips and some pointers, you know, help her to cut some corners and um, eventually, you know, realize that more people needed it and realize that I actually liked the work. It's one thing to be able to do something, but it's another thing to actually want to do it for other people and to like it. And so that's another thing that I'm always talking to people about when they DM and ask me, you know, I say, OK, first do it for yourself and then start doing it for others, even for free, just to see if you like it. Um, and I found that I actually love it. And what I love, I do love the process. But what I love more so is knowing the impact and the change that it's going to bring to these um, to the families that we work for. So absolutely. Like what you do, I just feel better, like <laughs> just looking at like the afters and the systems really do make a difference, um, which so much of what you said, I took some notes parallel to just business in general. Um, but one of the things I wrote down that you said is you weren't, that's not naturally who you are. Um, you had to learn, you you realize there's a skill I want to have. It doesn't come to me naturally. So I'm going to choose to learn it. And that in itself is so important in business. Some people say, oh, well, I'm just not an extrovert. Guess what? I'm not an extrovert either, but I will gladly sit on a stage and talk to 20,000 people. Not that everyone has to do that. I can't use what I'm not as an excuse when there's a way to learn how to become that. So I love that you you made that point. And I really want everyone else to get that point. Well, if you're not naturally X and you want to be X, there's a way to learn how to do that, you know? Absolutely. Um, so I may say I'm not a, I'm not a natural say when it comes to spending and saving, I lean a little bit more to the spending. But because I want to be a responsible human, I have to train myself how to lean more into the saving, which means teach myself what that looks like, putting the safeguards around it. So that's just the first lesson I want people to take from that. Like find out if you say you want to do or be something, but it's not what you're naturally are. Like I'm naturally invested in my work. I'm a work, I could become a workhorse. So I put a three-day workday hedge of protection around myself so that I don't get so consumed with work because I love what I do. So 
it's very easy to say, okay, this is who I am. This is not who I am. And then put those parameters around it if you need it or find, give yourself the education. And that's exactly what you did. But what I also love is you said, after you did that, what happened next was you found the part that did come naturally. And that was the aesthetics part, which is so important, I think, to what you do, because you just don't give people function. You give them a closet they want to just go and stand and look at, you know, you pull out those drawers and it's a work of art, what you've done with crayons or lipsticks (laughs) or whatever it is you're organizing. And I mean, I, there's one picture of like the school supplies you posted recently with those clear things. And I was like, I want that. We don't even need that many glue sticks, but I, it's so pretty. Right. And that's why, you know, it's funny that you mentioned those glue sticks and I'll just interject here real quick. What happens for a lot of people is that they don't realize they have that many glue sticks, but what we do, we bring them all to the same spot and it's like, wow, okay, I don't need to buy any more glue sticks for the near like future. And so, um, yes, that is, that's definitely something we encounter a lot with clients. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to the grocery store and as I'm putting things up, I'm like, oh, I'm putting the thing I just bought next to the brand new thing. That's that same thing because because the pantry's so full, I didn't realize that we we had some. Right. But if it was organized and clear, you can just take a quick look before you go to the grocery store and say, this is what we're out of. Absolutely. So like what you do is like you bring so, so much good into our homes, but it also helps us save time and money, like very important resources, right? Um, and then I love that you pointed out that you like the work you do because because that is so important that you are doing something that with, with all the time we spend in work, that is something that we love. And really, to me, something that is impactful, like what you do isn't superficial to the outside looking in. It could appear that way. Like, oh, well, OK, well, yeah, look at that person, you know, decorating Gucci bags. But um it's bringing so much peace into homes and giving people time to actually take time to be with their families because they don't have to. I can tell you just one little tweak we made in our bathroom where I just didn't want to see all the stuff on the um, countertops anymore. Everything has a place. And now it's just like everything has a place and you never have to keep going through and like taking those 30 minutes to move everything. Everything has a place. It really does work when you create those systems in the homes. Like, I love it. It 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 does does. so much. It really does. And I I have to say also, I remember when I was completely finished with my home because it is a process, you know, especially when you're doing it by yourself. When at that time I wasn't a professional at it, but I remember when I finished my home, I really did not know what to do with my time because I no longer had mountains of laundry. I no longer had a kitchen that was never like clean really, you know, from start to finish. And I I just looked around and I almost was uncomfortable with my time because I didn't have all of that housework to do that used to easily fill my days. Mm-hmm. And so I had to really sit back and I had to figure out what am I going to do with my life? Because like I said, at that time I was a blogger slash stay at home wife and mom. And a lot of those responsibilities were were then lifted. And so then it really allowed me the space and the time to step into a life that I wanted, not just one that I had to, you know, stay on the hamster wheel with trying to stay on top of the cleaning and making sure that things were done before the kids got home and before husband got home and all of that. So yes, it's, I'm very passionate about it um, because since I wasn't that way and I've lived like you say, on the other side of busy, I've lived on the other side of the this of the chaos and disorganization. And so I know what that's like. And so that's why I like itch to get my hands on all of the homes that I can, especially those that are completely overwhelmed because I was that person as well. So, yeah. And so many of our listeners, probably 100 percent even could use more time. And they're like, where do I find the time? And Brittany just gave you one of the answers. Like, have you taken a look around your house? Like, what are the things you're doing every single week, maybe even every single day, that if you put one system in place, if you called in one person to come in, they can come one time and completely change the rhythm in your home and your time. She was like, "What? okay, what am I going to do? Like, it's clean and it's organized. And it takes what used to take me. Yeah, what used to take you an hour. Now you can get knocked out in 15 minutes because there's a system. And I found that some things went down to zero because they were main. It was maintained like I I didn't Mm -hmm. have to, you know, so sometimes I remember after in the mornings, 
the kids, after they got ready and dressed, you know, there was just a mess everywhere. Well, once I put systems in place, there was no mess. So I didn't even have to clean up after them or even, you know, guide them in cleaning up after themselves because they knew when I'm done brushing my hair, my brush goes right here and nowhere else. They knew, you know, and so Mm -hmm. a lot of my tasks were eliminated, not just, you know, that it took less time. A lot of them Mm -hmm. just like dropped off of my plate. And so, yes, it it really is life-changing. It is not something you mentioned, Shantae, I, I would like to speak to as well. A lot of people do think that it's just the part that they see on the gram, right? And they think mm-hmm. that's the end. And I tell people who, you know, even when we're hiring, that that is about, I'd say, 20 to 30% of the job. The 70 to 80% of the job is spent in the decluttering and figuring out what this space needs, what this family needs. And it's the nitty gritty that really, you know, makes the transformation happen. The end part is the fun part, but that's about 20%, Mm -hmm. you know, of what we're doing. And so we as a team get through that part, knowing that the payoff is the end and, you know, getting to make it pretty, but that's not at all the only thing that it's about. Okay. See, I had no idea when I was going to talk to you today that so much of what you do is so analogous to business because as you were talking, I was like, that's business. Absolutely. Like people see people on the gram talking in front of audiences, or you look at someone and they're on the vacation or they're jet setting, or they're doing these things that look so cool and exciting. That is like probably 5% of what they do. You don't see the nights they were at burning the oil or when they were sitting there in the nitty gritty or like sitting here like today, all I've been doing is going over word after word, working on our rebrand for Peace Pace Progress. Like that part, people don't see like, like you said, the decluttering, the sweat, like cleaning out the garage. I see y'all at the end of the day and you're like sweating. And I'm like, they don't, that part you don't see, you get to see the pretty end result, Mm -hmm. but know that there was a lot of stuff that just one, it was not gram worthy or two, I'm busy. I like, I can't not busy. I am just so into what I'm doing that this isn't a time to like take a picture real quick. Like we have to get this done. Like we're getting our hands dirty. And so many people forget about like, that is the, how the majority of the time is spent, particularly when you're building a business, those first few years, sometimes first decade is doing a lot of that heavy lifting to get to the pretty, you know, ta-da, you know, because before you can show the pretty organized closet, you got to get all that stuff out of the closet, Mm -hmm. then pare it down, Mm -hmm. figure out what you're going to, you know, do all that work. So when you're talking, just like, that's just business in general. Like the grand part is all people think and all they see. But I want to talk about, um, so you started the business after you realized, okay, other people want this done for their house. I've got some time now because I've done it to my house. What year was that? So we can have like our timeline together. Gosh, I should have thought of this because it was just such a natural. Okay, so it had to have been 2016 that this vacation happened and we started thinking about it. Yes, 2016, I would say. And then 2017 is when I started offering it to others. Mm hmm. Oh, wow. I love that. So two years ago, roughly. Okay. So you start now taking on people, clients to come in and do this work for their homes. What what happened after that? How did it go from your first client to when you start just finding yourself like a lot of people are actually hiring me to do this? What did that thought process go? How did you think about um, your pricing? Because I'm pretty sure you probably didn't start out pricing yourself where you should. No one does. Um, So take us through that journey. What did that look like as you began to build this business? Right. So um, I remember, and I tell people this all the time as well, my first clients were obviously friends and family. And so Mm -hmm. what I did was I learned a little bit about my timing. But again, when you're doing friends and family, you know, it's a little, you try to be as professional, you know, and act as if this was a real world situation. But of course, they're going to talk to you, you know, and all of that. So I started with them. And what I did was I documented that process so that I would have, you know, I would be able to build my portfolio um, Mm -hmm. of work. Um, But in addition to that, one of the main benefits of that was, like I said, getting my timing down and understanding, okay, so it takes this long to do, you know, a space like this, or even sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a difference of clients, you know, different clients are able to, because although we do about 90% of the work, the client does have to be the one to tell us, um, you know, the items that they would like to keep and, you know, versus donate versus trash. Um, And so some clients, it takes them a little bit longer to go through that process. So it really helped me 
and having that sort of safe space of friends and family to learn my craft, because again, I did not go to school for this, um, to learn it and to, you know, figure out how I want it to operate. Um, as it relates to pricing, no, I did not start off pricing what I, what I currently um, charge because I, I thought, you know what, it's because I'm new, you know, I should come in on the low end of things. You know, I did look, um, I looked around online. Really, I didn't know there was a such profession as professional organizer um, when I started. But eventually, you know, after research, I found that that this is actually a thing. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I kind of looked and saw what people charge and I just put myself sort of at the bottom. In doing that, I found that I was not leaving the jobs happy with the exchange. So in business, you know, I like for it to feel, I don't know what others feel, but I like to feel that it's a reciprocal um, Mm -hmm. transaction. You know, what I've offered you is exactly worth what you've gained. Um, If not, you know, you've gained more than what, you know, what you've paid. And I felt like I gave them more than I got compensated for. And because of that, I was coming home many days, tired, worn out, and not adequately compensated. And it was, I was feeling a little dissatisfied. Although, like I said, I did love the work. So then that's where I realized I really needed to, I I prayed about it um, and figured out, okay, you know what, even though I'm new, my quality of work is, is, up there, Mm -hmm. you know, with people who are charging higher than what I'm charging. And so if it's worth that, and if I can back up my product, my end product, um, which is my service with what I'm charging, then why wouldn't I? And so I went ahead and raised my rates and found that it was a perfect fit. I haven't, that was maybe six months in, you know, I realized I needed to change my rates and um, I raised them and I've been perfectly happy with it ever since. Um, so that was just sort of a trial and error um, with that. And um, let's see, what else did you ask me? Um, oh, how did I get clients? I got clients um, really through Instagram, through posting my work, um, you know, interacting on there and really using that tool um, is how my business grew, um, you know, and then eventually you know, you get more and more attention um, as you are doing your work, um, which is always the most important part. You know, I think some people think it's, you know, just about getting the attention, but it's doing the work that gets the attention. And so in doing the work, the attention then followed. And, um, you know, I was able to work for some cool people. And, you know, that always helps as well. Yeah. And I think the people you, those people you attract, they see that your commitment, like you said, and that you're, you're doing your job and you're not just out here. Like, let me just do a few things for the gram. Cause people who are doing things for the gram, they're so busy on the gram. They're like, Oh, I'm five minutes late and working with certain people. That's an automatic death sentence. That's like mm, this is your first and last time coming up. To, so I think keeping that level of professionalism and sa- understanding that my best way to get the next client is to over deliver to this current client, because that's the kind of thing I feel like people talk about when people come in your home and they say this. When I pulled out your kitchen drawer to get a spoon, I just felt like I was in, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond. Like, right. what is this? And, oh, I didn't tell you about Brittany. Yes. Oh, you need to go to her Instagram. I feel like that is one of the easiest ways mm-hmm. to get more clients is to over deliver to your current ones, because that's something people, you know, take notice of because it's so it's so not common, uncommon to walk into a home, particularly for people who have children and feel like, why is it so We're together in that. here? What, what happened? Or you came in before and you come in again, you're like, what happened? And that, so it's like an automatic, like referral service, really. I imagine you get a lot of customers from, like you said, either Instagram or from people who have said, oh, this is who did this for me, right? One thing about what you do that I did want to ask, because I feel like a lot of people probably tell you this, and I think it's not true. Sometimes when they look at some of the homes you do, it's clear that these are people who have, you know, who are maybe affluent. um, But you can also do the home of the person who lives in your average middle class suburban home. Is can you explain, like, kind of dispel that myth that this is only for the rich and famous, quote unquote, to have this kind of ser- service? Because I don't think that's true. Absolutely, absolutely, and no, it is not just for the rich and famous. And so I will get people when I show those fancier homes, you know, that are like, "Oh, I could never afford you." And what I tell them is, absolutely, you can. The difference is, they may have needed 
80 hours and you need four, you know? So, so yes, in the end, they will pay more than you've paid, but your, their spaces were bigger. So no. And I, I tell people all the time, we go from one bedroom apartments to 1 million, well, multi-million dollar estates. So literally, I mean, every home and almost the smaller, well, the smaller the home, And then on the opposite side, the larger the home, the more important organization is. Because when it's really, really small, you need to completely maximize every square inch. And when it's really, really big, the problem becomes you have too much space and you throw stuff everywhere. And so, you know, most of us find ourselves in the middle somewhere where, you know, it's not too big, not too small. We have good space, but we're still feeling somewhat overwhelmed by it. But by no means is it just for the rich and famous. They just have to pay a little bit more because it takes a little bit more time. (laughs) And so that's the way that that works. But no, we do one bedroom apartments. um, And you really, I post those as well. But because we post space by space, you may think that that was a bathroom of a really fancy home. And it wasn't. It's just that our aesthetic we want everyone to have that same feeling that when you open up your bathroom cabinet or your bathroom drawer, that it is the same as the person who has the million dollar home. Well, we can accomplish that. Your drawer just may be, you know, a little bit smaller, but when you open it, you should have that same feeling. So, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody can have the Chloe Kardashian cookie, cookie jar Absolutely. if they want to, 100%. right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Hey friend, it's me, Shantae, and I know you're probably already said at least once this week how busy you are. Am I right? You know, when your to-do list doesn't seem to quite match up to the amount of time you have to get it all done, and not just for business, but for your life too. That's where I can help. Allow me to introduce you to my Spring Forward Workshop, an online workshop that teaches you exactly how I am able to run two online businesses, host a weekly podcast in my day at 2.30 for Carpool, and of course, I make time for the occasional Target and TJ Maxx runs. I created this workshop to help women just like you start exactly where you are, and we work together to help you create a plan for the limited time that you have each and every day. Now, each lesson is designed to teach you a new skill and comes along with in-depth worksheets to help you to apply each lesson. Now, this hands-on workshop will require you to challenge the old way of thinking about time and teach you how to build time-maximizing habits. Spring Forward comes with lifetime access to any and all updates, five short and powerful lessons teaching you how to take control of your time, a detailed workbook to help you implement every lesson, examples of my workflows that I create in my own businesses to get the most out of my time, and so much more. So if you're ready to ditch busy and give overwhelmed the heave-ho, join me inside of this online workshop as we spring forward to the other side of busy. Sign up today at springforwardworkshop.com. That's springforwardworkshop.com. Okay, so one of the things I also want to talk to you about um, I just love your story. And I think there's just so many business lessons. I hope y'all haven't missed them listening to her just talk about how she got her business started. Because now you are growing, growing a team, you are traveling. So it's not just within the state of Georgia. You are worked with people who are huge names. Um, and like you said, in the one bedroom apartments. Um, but one of the things I have noticed just from watching you on Instagram is how um, supportive it seems that your husband is of the work that you do. And one of the questions I get a a lot people have asked me to do a podcast on is like how do you um grow your business and keep your spouse like supportive maybe essentially in the beginning when it may not be doing well or when it takes you away from home for a lot of hours or when you have a family and I'd love to hear the journey that you and your husband have had uh, with your business the ups and downs and some of the ways he's been supportive and how that how that kind of really worked for you yes um so yes my husband is And for the most part, has always been very supportive, um, not just in this, but really in whatever I want to do. That's just part of it is just attributed to our relationship, um, you know, and the way that we function together. But as it relates to growing a business, yes, you bring up some very valid points um, that we had to deal with a little bit um, at the beginning, like you said, especially before what you're doing 
it's proven to work, right? And so, you know, you have a dream and, you know, even as mine started, it wasn't necessarily a dream of mine to do this. I knew that here's the first thing that him and I agreed on. We agreed that I wanted to find something that I could do that I was in control of my time and my availability to my family. That's what we agreed on. So once we agreed on that, and so that meant that, okay, no. So I wasn't going to be in a typical nine to five. I wasn't, you know, on the traditional track um, that, especially with my training that I could have been on. Um, So that was the first and the biggest agreement that we made. Now, what that looked like we didn't know yet. And so, um, and I was even talking to him about this um, earlier and asking him, you know, from his perspective, you know, what he thought about, you know, just this journey that I've been on. And of course he's been on with me. And he said, one of the biggest things is that he never wants to get in the way of what I feel God is calling me to do. And, you know, he said, the only time at the beginning that he, and it wasn't that he wasn't supportive, but it was just, you know, that maybe he had, I don't know how to word it. He was supportive. He he was supportive always, but I guess a different level of support. And so it was when I kind of didn't know, and I couldn't really articulate what I wanted to do. That was, you know, that was a little bit more of a trying time. I knew more about what I didn't want as opposed to what I did want. And so that was a little hard for him, you know, to really get on board with um, because I wasn't really saying much, you know, I was just kind of saying, no, I don't really like that. No, I don't really love being behind my computer, you know, typing blogs all day. However, that's what I'm doing at the moment, you know, but I'm a firm believer just by my experience that when you do the things that you know to do at the time, eventually you will find your way to the things that you love to do. So I was, and so he just had to trust my process and he knew that I was seeking, you know, to sort of find my legs and find my purpose and figure out, you know, how I could contribute um, not only to our household, um, but to the greater world, you know, with my talents. Um, whatever those would be, because I have different talents. And so, you know, we never knew which one of those was going to be the thing that I made a career. So um, early on, that was um, something that he, you know, noticed was just that I wasn't really sure. So I think that can be a stumbling block for some couples, but he, and he had his own career, you know, that was going, so he didn't spend too much time overanalyzing, you know, what I had going on. Um, But he just noticed, you know, that I was not certain. And so once I became certain of this is what I want to do, I still didn't know how to do it per se, you know, or how to run a business like, you know, as we're still learning to run it now. Um, but I knew what I wanted to do. That really helped with his, um, with his buy-in, so to speak, um, and his, you know, his level of support. So I think that um, for those, you know, who are asking this question, maybe one thing that, they, that you can do to help yourself is to really sit down. I'm a person that likes to write things out, whether you want to type them or write them. But I really just started writing out, you know, what, number one, what I wanted life to look like, what I wanted mm-hmm. my days to look like, what I wanted my family to look like, what, you know, in the long run, what is it that I want to give my time to, because when you give your time to something, you're not giving it to something else, right? Which seems obvious, but it's Mm -hmm. really important to think about, okay, so if I'm giving my time to said career or dream or aspiration, then that's taking time away from, let's say my family or, you know, whatever my present tasks were. So, um, so that was one thing that I did and I was able to communicate to him kind of where I was with that. And so in that communication, then we were able to get on board, you know, with each other and be able to pray for those things and, you know, just to figure out how to make this happen. Um, Most of it was still, you know, on my shoulders to figure out because like I said, he had his own career, his own job, you know, that he, that was highly demanding as well. Um, And so I did what I could without sacrificing my availability as a mom. So early on, I didn't give, the same amount of time to my business that I do now, because like I said, it wasn't proven yet for me. Um, So I just kind of slowly, for me, that worked, you know, to kind of slowly find my way. 
Um, for some people, you may not have that. You know, it is somewhat of a luxury to be able to slowly find your way. And so that's not lost on me. I do understand that some people just have to like get in there and like start making, you know, X number of dollars right away. Um, and so for, fortunately for me, I had a little bit of time um, to figure that out. And then just the open communication. I did communicate with him, you know, the times where I was lost, the times where, you know, I like what I'm doing, but I don't know if I'm doing it the right way or the best way, you know, and he would bring whatever knowledge he had, you know, to the table as well. So I think just that ongoing conversation helps with husbands. It's when they feel like they're being kind of shut out or you don't want to talk to them about it because it can be easier, especially when you're doing something that's social media driven. I mean, a lot of guys are on social media, but a lot of husbands aren't. And so especially, you know, if the wife is heavily on, it's almost like in most households, it's one or the other. And um, of the people that I know, and he, you know, that was a world that was somewhat foreign to him, you know, and so he would see me on social media all the time. And I had to explain to him why I'm on social media and what I'm trying to accomplish. Then he's like, okay, you know, that makes sense, you know? So then as opposed to that being a source of um, contention between us, now he, you know, understood it. And so that helped with his support of even that, you know, I still had to put some parameters around it because as we know, it's easy to get sucked in um, social media, but it helped, you know, for him to understand what that process was. So open communication is probably the biggest thing I can say helped with his support. Yeah, there are so much you said. Three things I wanted to point out and make sure people did not miss. The first thing is you said you had to get clear on what you were doing because it was like, I think I'm going to blog and figure out how to make money with this. And it's hard sometimes um, for husbands to latch on to something that you haven't clearly articulated what it is, because I think sometimes men think so like boxes, like, you know, we can think like, you know, things that are all flowy and going and it makes sense because I mean, I don't know why, but like we can, we just can as women, right? Because we can, we just Mm -hmm. can like spaghetti noodles. We can be, but it all makes sense. We're not missing a thing, but men are like, okay, so what's the thing you're doing again? (laughs) Right. And so even me and I, like we, we just think differently. Um, um, and so I could be saying A as clear as day, but he hears like kayak and I'm like, right. kayak, you know, so it's just finding the way to explain. OK, so you need to hear something that's clear and concrete. Well, so that I think that's a good point is you try to get clear on what it is you're trying to do, because it's hard to get someone sometimes mm-hmm. to support you. Like your girlfriends are like, girl, you doing Absolutely. so great. Just yep. keep going. You know, I feel like that's yep. my girlfriends. I'm like, you're going to be yep. everything. You're you. Oprah's calling yes. me tomorrow. Like my friends are always telling me that Oprah's about to call me, gassing me up. And I'm like, I right. receive it. Yes. I receive it. We wait for right. Oprah to call. But you know, husbands are like, what? Mm-hmm. So what is it again that you exactly. do? Right. Um, so it's just getting clear on what that is. And something you said that is so good um, that I hope y'all also didn't miss it. You said you, you said you were a firm believer that like, if you just start with where you are, what you have and just start there, you're going to find your way into that thing. And that is so Mm -hmm. true. When I left the practice of law, it was to do one thing and that was to grow a hair bow company. And that's what I thought I was going to do until just, just ride it on out to the Mm -hmm. sunset. And it's, 1% of what I do now. Right. And, but I wouldn't have gotten to the education space and speaking and teaching other women if I didn't start with the thing that I loved then, which was making hair bows and then teaching other people how to do it. And then getting more of the business side of it and like growing a team and having other people do it so I can work on my Mm -hmm. business while other people do the doing. It's like all that took, I had to make step one before you got Mm -hmm. to step four. And that is so true. So all those people making the excuses of, well, I um, I don't have this, this or that. You're not going to ever get that if you don't start with what you have, where you are right now today. And the doing brings that Absolutely. clarity. It took even doing in the education space to figure out what I wanted to contribute to that space. Something that I liked talking about and that I felt like was having an impact on women, right? So I think that was just such a good point, getting clear on what it is you want to do because it's hard to get someone, particularly mm-hmm. men, to support something that you can't articulate mm-hmm. and they can't just mm-hmm. see it. Like exactly. you can explain it. Um, Um, And then just to get doing, because that's what's going to help you Mm -hmm. get there. Um, The second thing you said spoke to one of my company's core Mm -hmm. values, and it is life first, business second. That is one of the core values of this company. And we only hire people who that is like a core value Mm -hmm. to them because 
if you start there, then it really helps not to have that friction. If you know I'm going to plan my business around my life and my season, like right now, your children are Mm -hmm. older, mine are smaller. So that this has a different time demand on it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So what my life looks like today is going to look like what I can do my business 10 years from today is going to look different 10 years from that. So I always tell people start with how you want your life Mm -hmm. to look and then what room is left for your business. Feel that because God will bless like the two hours you have while you're home with your children and you'll be doing the same stuff as people who have an eight hour business work day. I'm telling you that because that's by my 2019 mm-hmm. testimony. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I think when you put first things first, it really does help. And so I thought that was very smart. And then the third thing you said is to have that ongoing conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's not a one time thing like, oh, I'm gonna start doing this um you know, helping people organize their house. So that's what you'll see me doing. And, and then we never talk about right. it again. Like, listen, how's it going? What are you liking? How is it bringing in any money? You know, like that kind of thing, like the ongoing conversation, I thought was a really good point um, with keeping your husband kind of there in the loop. What were some of the things that, um, I have two questions. What were some of the things that he did that showed you his support as your business grew? Because I feel like it started to require more time. And then what are some of the things that you would advise if there's anything else women to do or to communicate to their spouse to explain? in order to keep that line of communication, what are you communicating to your spouse? Right. Okay. Um, So early on, some things that he did that let me know he was supportive and that he was into it was he asked me about it. He didn't always at, at the beginning, like early on, well, early, early on, he would ask some questions, but the more I kind of didn't have answers, the less questions he asked, like, okay, well, you know, you figure that out, you know, and we'll talk <laughs> later. And so, you know, and it wasn't that he wasn't receptive, but, you know, it made me uncomfortable too to not have the answers. And so that's where I really got busy about like figuring out the answers and, you know, so that if he asked me again, you know, I would be able to answer them. <laughs> um, but I think, and that was early on that we, he didn't, but the more he sort of asked, not just how was your day, you know, but asked questions like, okay, you know, well, what were you working on today? Because he would say a question like, oh, what did you get done today? Well, if I said I got a landing page done today, that really means nothing to him. And it sounds like I only did one thing today. And you know, and I would feel that at first, you know, kind of like, oh, well, I did, let's say a landing page. And he's like, number one, I don't really know what a landing page is, but okay, good for you. Glad you did that. Meanwhile, at his job, he probably, you know, if I asked him, he would have probably 15 things to say that he did. So um, early on, just kind of explaining and showing him, you know, kind of what I did. And then one thing that I don't think I did this on purpose. I couldn't have, I'm not, I, I wasn't that strategic, but I needed his help with something. Or maybe it was that he saw me struggling. And I think that's what it was. I'm sure knowing his personality, I'm sure he saw me struggling with something. and was like, listen, give it here. I can figure it out. Something technical website related. I'm sure. Because obviously when you're early on, you don't have money to hire a bunch of folks. And so, you know, you try to do it all yourself. And so, you know, I told him what I was trying to do. Um, you know, he got a quick little overview of it and set about trying to accomplish it. And when I tell you by the end of it, he was just as frustrated as I was. And so he's like, wow, I never imagined that. Like, I feel like it was something at that, t- at that point, as simple as getting my logo centered on the page would have been mm-hmm. the time it took when you don't know how to do it, you know? And so Mm -hmm. Those small things. And so he would just pitch in here and there as he had time, you know, like, okay, well, let me, you know, let me help you with that. He's a very, by nature, helpful person. Um, So he, as am I. um, So even the fact that we, you know, work together now, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later, it's, we, we both love helping others. And so he would just seek to help me. And in helping and in doing, he saw what it took to do certain things. And so that Mm -hmm. alone, was one of the biggest helps to me as a wife um, and as a, you know, budding business owner with having him understand kind of the ins and outs of it and the day in and day out and what's taking my attention and my time. Um, so getting him, getting him to help. <laughs> well, if, if you can, that would be a very smart technique um, if they don't understand the, mm-hmm. you know, the space that you're in. And then um, your second question, what was it? 
It was what are some of the things you would recommend? Well, I think you said, um, I might answer both of them. I was saying, what are some things you could ask women to talk about? You said the ongoing communication. What are some of the things women should be talking about to their spouse? Like they're like, okay, but he doesn't want to hear if I make cozies. Does he want to hear about cozies? Um, Like, what do you talk to him? How do you have that ongoing conversation? Yeah, I think you have to. So there is, when you're running a business, there's so many sides to it that your husband will likely have some part of it that he might be interested in. So no, if he's not interested in, you know, the color coding and, you know, all of that aspect, that's fine. But he may be interested in the numbers aspect or he may be interested in something, you know, technical or whatever it is. So I think finding the space um, or finding the part of your business that he can, number one, understand because no one likes to do things they don't understand, you know, mm-hmm. but that he can understand and that he, or that he can quickly start to understand and just making him a part of it. Same thing with kids, almost like, and this is an aside, but, you know, I remember early on, you know, trying to get your kids to eat more vegetables. Like, okay, have them help you cook. When they, when you have them help you cook the vegetables, they're more likely to try them at least, you know, so almost a similar concept to that, like have, find the part that he may like and talk about that part. Number Mm -hmm. one, it'll help him to know kind of, you know, what's going on, but then it might pique his interest. And I don't know, I'm sure there's all different kinds of wives, but I'm the kind of wife that I want him to, I don't, he doesn't need to know like from start to finish what I've done, but I like some level of appreciation for Mm -hmm. the effort that I put into anything. And so Mm -hmm. in order to have that level of appreciation, you have to know something about what it takes. So I think finding ways to get him involved, um, even if it's, you know, just a quick question, if, if he is someone that is into aesthetics, hey, babe, you know, what do you think about this, you know, newsletter header? You know, do you like this one or that one? You may take a quick look over like, yeah, I like number one. Like, okay, great. You know, that's a small step, but at least he's starting to, you know, you're starting to draw him in. You're starting to make him a part of it, you know, so that it's not like he does his work over there. You do your work over here because when you work from home or a business that's based out of your home, the two will start to bleed, you know, so he will come in while you're working at times, you know? So I think for me, it was, it was that, um, the questions, just finding the areas that he may be interested in. Yeah. And then you actually alluded to the fact that now your husband, um, are you his boss (laughs) (laughs) with you? (laughs) Right. Um, in the company. Tricky. That's tricky. Um, no, we are partners. Um, and so, yes, he is, um, with the business now and, um, his role. Have you read the book traction? Yes. Okay. So in the book Traction, which is great when you're um, building a team, they talk about um, two important roles, one as a visionary, one as an implementer. So he is, or yeah, the implementer. So he is definitely our implementer, our strategist. He's responsible for taking our vision and our core values and processes um, for the company and turning them into actionable steps to drive the company's growth and profitability. So I'm, you know, very much a worker bee in the sense that I'm working on that, but I'm a worker bee and I um, am always focused on, you know, I, not not necessarily just the short-term picture, but there's just a lot of things in the short-term that have to get done. Whereas he's able to, you know, sort of think long-term and start to implement processes now that are going to help mm-hmm. us get where we want to go. Um, so... Okay. That's been a fun and interesting transition, Um, you know, just with figuring out how, because it started off as just my business, but now it's, you know, our business. And so figuring out how we work together was another thing, Um, you know, and we're both, you know, I felt confident um, in my role when I was the only person here. And so now that there's more people, you know, I, I, you know, just had to sort of learn to let things go. Um, I am pretty meticulous. I'm pretty, what did he call me? Um, sometimes go oh, controlling. I can be controlling, you know, because for two years it was all in my control. And so, you know, I've learned to just sort of release some of that. And I'm sure Shantae, you can speak to this, even in hiring out, you know, different things. Um, you have to trust and in order to grow, you can't do it all. And Mm -hmm. 
no one knows that more than your listeners. And um, that is very true for me. And it's something that I'm still working on and something that he still is helping me um, to work on. Um, So yes, he's with us. And then we also have another organizer that we've hired full time um, as well. And then we have some part time help as well. Okay. I love that. I love that. He came from the banking world. Did I make that up? That's right. Okay. So that makes sense that he would be more of an integrator type. Mm -hmm. Um, You're the visionary, like high picture, like I like I, this is where I see us going. Now you figure out how to make it happen. Like Absolutely. here's the here's the here's the party. You go plan it. Um, that kind of thing. Yeah, that makes that makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you guys come to the place to decide like to bring him on in your company? Um, and then you already spoke to how to how that's going. It's going it seems like it's going really well. But of course, bringing anybody in on your team, um, there's the learning process. But when it's the person you also going to see when you go home, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like how is that like determined? Yeah. Like we we stop talking about business when we walk through this threshold. Like, how's that process gone? Yes. Um, early on, it was it was a challenge in the sense that because it was new to him, he wanted to talk about it all the time. And no one loves my business more than me. And I did not want to talk about it all the uh, time. And I mean, literally, he would be like laptop in his lap at, you know, 1030. Like, okay, look at this. And what do you think about that? And have you ever thought of this? Yeah. And I'm like, Babe, like we've got to, you know, we've got to cut it off. Where those were actually some of the things he used to tell me when I was the only one working on the business. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you need to get off of that. You need to shut it down. But, you know, and I appreciated that initial um sort of, I called it, we were, we were in at the very beginning of him joining, we were in a honeymoon phase where it was all great. And he was with me all the time. And, um, which I still do like that part, (laughs) but you know, Mm -hmm. with me all the time, the only thing I didn't like, or that we had to really adjust was set hours of when we're discussing business, because the marriage Mm -hmm. aspect really almost became non-existent. We, our parenting aspect was there. It was parent, our roles became parents and business owners, husband and Mm -hmm. wife, did not exist. And that started to become a problem for me. Um, He was still running on adrenaline and, you know, just enjoying the whole process of entrepreneurship and all of that. Um, You know, so now, you know, we've, we've, and especially going through um, traction helped us to really, you know, sort of identify what set roles are and um, when to do it, when not to, when to cut it off. Um, So that has been the biggest thing um, in in terms of making it work with us working together. Um, We're still adjusting as well, you know, to certain things. Like he still helps me every now and then um, on the job, although that's not what he's, you know, really going to do. Um, But he is one of my, because of his strength and size. He's one of my fastest you know, helpers. So I love when he's there because it takes a load off of me. Um, but that's not his biggest strength um, to the company. So, you know, so we're still making some adjustments as, you know, as we kind of ebb and flow with the business. But um, yes. What, what else did you ask? I forgot. I think that was it. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering yeah. like, how that transition went, but that it's makes perfect well. sense. He, yeah. He has that adrenaline because you've already been there. You're like, I've already exactly. had the like super excited this business yes. thing. Oh, this business is working. Oh, it's growing. Right. Like all those <laughs> you've been on that roller coaster already. Yes. So now you're at the place where you're just kind of like, let's keep it going. And now yes. he's on the roller coaster and you're Absolutely. like, bro, I already experienced all that. <laughs> all like it's that. time to come up. <laughs> yes. Right. Like I already been there, put that laptop down. Now yes. it's our turn. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I imagine, like you said, the communication is all that needed to happen to like say, hey, I know you're excited. Mm-hmm. but we got to pick a cutoff time, right? right. That kind of thing. Yes. And choosing when to have that conversation um, mm-hmm. was also another thing, you know, so if he was really, really excited to talk to me about something, I did not. And yeah. at times I did, you know, kind of like hard stop. We're not doing that right now. You know, and that kind of broke his spirit a little bit. So like, okay, so I let him get it out. And I chose a better time, you know, to sort of have those conversations, you know, almost and in the interest. And we've always been, you know, everything in the interest of our marriage. Like that's what is most important to us. Um, so, you know, when I put it in those terms, not just that I'm tired, I don't feel like talking about it, but almost like we need our time, you know? So when I was able to communicate that in a space where, he was able to receive it, then we were able to sort of make those, um, make those adjustments and me as well. I mean, I've had to make, like I said, a lot of adjustments, um, and they're, they're ongoing. <laughs> so, but we are in a 
pretty good um, rhythm as it stands right now. I love it. I love that. Well, I want to do one more thing. We could do the business life enjoy round um, where I just ask you a few questions and you just tell me the first thing comes to your mind and then you can tell everybody where we can find you because everybody one wants to come and look at your Instagram and Instagram stories. <laughs> yes. I want to make sure they know how they can find you. So let's do a few questions. Okay. So the first question is, let's do an easy one. Cake or ice cream? Cake. Mm, what kind of cake? Red velvet. Only made by my mom, though. Um, people are like, oh, you love red velvet cake? And they'll bring me some. I'm like, no, no, no. I love my mom's red velvet cake. And so, yes, that is my cake of choice. She makes it for me every year on my birthday. Every single red velvet cake person I know always has a caveat. And it's usually <laughs> only my grandmama's cake with right. the pecans on top. Right. Like, it's always some caveat. So it's like, that, that don't count because it's only one human who can make it. But that is so funny. Red velvet cake is the one where people are like, mm, it, it can only, because it's true. Some people make quote unquote red velvet mm-hmm. cake. And the only thing is it's red and that's it. Right, exactly. Yes. <laughs> it needs to be so, but different. aside from red velvet cake, it would just be a white chocolate cake um, with white icing. No chocolate. I don't eat chocolate. Gotcha. Um, are you allergic? No, I just don't like it. I'm, it's, yeah. Wow. I well, okay. I take it back. I like chocolate only if it's paired with caramel. So like I do like, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. a turtle or something like that, but I don't like a chocolate bar, chocolate cake, chocolate cupcake, chocolate ice cream. Meh. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And let's see, what song is always in your rotation? Ooh, always. I'm a very literal person. Um, so always, <laughs> mostly in your rotation right about now. Yeah. Right about now, I am, okay, this is one that has been in for a really long time. Um, and it is Reckless Love by Israel Houghton. Love that. Mm, love that song. Love. I love that song. That song is in my playlist as well. Um, if you could give every woman entrepreneur one gift or talent, what would it be? I guess the talent or, oh, okay, gift or talent would be to fi- to be able to identify what you're great at. Because typically what you're great at is, you know, you're going to enjoy doing it because you're great at it. Um, and for me, that was the the biggest work that I had to do was finding what I was great at. So I would love for others. And that's what I tell people too, when they write in and ask me questions, like don't do this because it's popular right now to do it because you love it and are great at it. Um, so yes, that would be what I would say. Yeah. Fats change. So you got to love it even when it's not popular anymore. Um, what is your favorite place to visit with your family? California. California. Yeah, that's right. Um, Southern California in particular. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So yes, we love it. Um, Yes, we I could go there. It's always our struggle to force ourselves to go somewhere else. Yeah, (laughs) because you love it so much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. What is your favorite business memory to date? Oh, okay. I remember. I remember being very, very excited. And it's not even what I do currently. um, But Back when my business used to be Pinch of Health, um, where I was using a little bit of my science background, and I was interested, we, we were helping people to create healthy home environments. Um, and I created a little, um, a small, maybe 30-page little booklet. And when they all arrived at the house, that was like the most excitement I had. Like, oh, they're here, they're here. So receiving my little, my little guides in the mail was my, is my happiest memory so far. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I always end with this question. What brings you joy? Definitely my family. And I'm not going to lie. My business really does bring me a lot of joy. It really does. Um, So loving what I do. And then especially now that my husband's with me and who I do it with um, brings me a lot of joy. Definitely. I love that. Thank you so much. And that's exactly the point of this podcast, that we can have joy in our business and our life. And there's nothing wrong with that. I always tell people, Loving our businesses does not make us love the other things any less. Um, There's just that capacity to actually be able to love what we do. Um, Where can people find you on the interwebs? The best place to find me is on Instagram and it's at Pinch of Help. And we are there. We are active mostly on Insta, but we are also on Facebook. And our website is www.pinchofhelp.com. 
Excellent. And we will link to all of that in today's show notes, which can be found at ShantaeGrant.com forward slash 120. Now, I also want you to tell people, can they work with you if they can't get you to their homes? I know you travel, but is there a way for them to work with you virtually where you send them pictures of your house and they can get help from you? Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, absolutely. And we're actually restructuring that. um, Something that my husband slash integrator has recognized that we needed to do a little bit of restructuring with it. But yes, we have a virtual offer where it's starts the same exact way that our in-home clients start, which is a virtual consultation. So we hop on FaceTime, Mm -hmm. Skype, or WhatsApp, whatever you have, and you show us your spaces and we will help you create a customized plan to organize your space as close to as if we were there as we possibly can. So yes, we do have a virtual offer as well. And they would find that on your website? Um, Yes, it is on my website. Yes. By the time this airs, it should be back up on the, on the website. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. Excellent. I just want to make sure because people are going to be like, I need this in my house. Yes. She has sold me. I'm telling you, y'all. Um, well, thank you so much again for your time. Um, we are right at the one hour mark and it'll be less once it's edited. But yeah. So thank you again for your time today, Brittany. I can't wait to get this into the hands of my listeners. People are going to love oh, it. Thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. Shante. Um, thank you so much for having me on, Shante. I hope that was helpful to your listeners. And I look Look forward to hearing all of the rest of the women that you always have on and creating a business and life that I love too. Bye. Such a great conversation, right? I just, every time I bring a guest on here, I'm just like, I, they just get, it's just so good. I'm like, how, how, how just, I don't know. I just, I'm without words, like so much good information. And I promise y'all, I don't tell any person to come on here what to say. But every single time I have had a guest on this episode, without fail, they reiterate things that I have talked about consistently on this podcast and on every platform where I am. And I love that. And I hope for you, you're finding that to be that confirmation that you need, wanted or desired. Um, So don't forget to check out Brittany and A Pinch of Help on Instagram. I will have all of her links in today's show notes at shantegrant.com forward slash 120. And don't forget to get your daily planning notepad if you haven't already. That's at shantegrant.com forward slash daily plan. Now let Brittany and I know that you listened today by tagging us over on Instagram. She's at Pinch of Help and I am at Shante Grant, S-H-U-N-T-A-G-R-A-N-T. Thanks so much for listening today, friends. hope that wherever you are and whatever you are doing, that the sound of my voice finds you in the midst of pursuing something that has sincere meaning to you. You can find a brand new episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast each and every Monday morning waiting just for you at shantegrant.com forward slash podcast. And of course, where all the best in podcasts are played. And remember, the best way to say thank you for the podcast is by sharing the content with a friend and tag me on Instagram to let me know you're listening. Until next time, my friend, may your business and your life be filled with joy. Bye for now.